This is Tales of Swordfall. Episode 26, Treasure Trove. And Moran, at that point, she's like, no, that kind of reminds me. And she pulls up, I do still have Zulier's spellbook. Oh, jeez. You what? Yeah. <laughs> How does Ash feel about that? Your number one terrorist spellbook is right by us. I think there's a little bit of conflict. For like a brief second, he thinks about what might be in there that would be useful, and then kind of shakes it off. It's like that needs to be destroyed. Rain kind of holds it like innocently, but just kind of grasping it, like it's magical. <laughs> She's and uh, did you actually pull out the spell book? Yes. And Ark's gonna look at it and. So that's that's the spellbook that Zulier. That was his personal. This is like. Is it? Would you hate me? For, okay, I don't care if you hate me or not for saying. I don't really trust you with that. Hmm. Who knows what kind of secret it has? She's just kind of looking at it, trying to... And Norg's going to repeat, I don't really trust you with that. Knowledge is power, but power can be good or or evil. There's something to remember. Yeah, what he said. And there's probably a lot of the latter in there. What if there's something to help Roberta in there, though? Norik looks at Herberta, says, "What do you think? Is it useful or is it a really bad idea?" She's this Rain's just looking at Herberta with starry eyes, like, "Please say yes." Um, what is Ash's reaction to this? Like, let's open it up and see if it can help people. He's not very happy with it, but on the other hand, he doesn't know this group very well, and it's not going to, like, start a fight and, like, demand that it be handed over, but uh, before he says anything, I was going to ask Paul, um, does Ash know anything about removing those spells or reversing a true polymorph? Like, about what kind of spells would be required? Um, give me an arcana check. Let's see what you would know. Ooh. You've never had to deal with that, really. Um, you, you know, it, it could be maybe done, but you know that, at least from what you saw through the um, information you got with your identify, that you are a few levels too long in your magic schooling to uh, really be able to do anything. Yeah, okay. If that's the case, then I will kind of step closer and say, 
Well, here's the deal. Even if there is something in that book that would be able to help Alberta, it would require a wizard of far greater power than me that would probably have their own set of spells and spell books. I don't think it's worth holding on to. Ryan just kind of looks so like, And then Nork is just gonna kind of throw the question out there. Because now he wants to know what is the real significance about a wizard spellbook? I mean, it seems like it's something much more personal than just they wrote down spells in it. I can show you mine if, if you'd like. Rain uh, looks all story like, huh? Sh sure. Um, from a, uh, a small pouch on his uh, belt, uh, Ash uh, unbuckles this pouch and pulls out a small black leather book with a, a sword kind of imprinted on the cover and kind of holds it out so that everyone can see. Yeah, Tyrker's definitely leaning in to try and get a look, too. And Nork's going to lean in and look at it and sort of... He's going to say... I mean... Forgive me for my... Um, incompetence, I guess, but it looks like a notebook. Uh, Ash will uh, flip open a random page and, and show it. And mm. the uh, incantations written in a specific language that I don't think any of the rest of you will probably be able to read. <laughs> no. It's usually written in like arcane runes or something. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, as you look in it, you... It's hard to ex. It's one of those things, kind of like it, um, Eldritch Horror. You can't really see it, but you see it. There's something visible about it, but like in your range of vision, it just doesn't make sense. It's like you have to have a little bit more magic learning. I mean, Rayanne, on the other hand, can see a lot of stuff happening, but like. It's like watching uh, Adam Collider. You don't know what's going on. You know something's going on in there. But you don't have enough schooling to actually know. Yep, Narc's just going to say, I, I guess this is just one of those things beyond me. But... Man, it's just kind of just like... Yeah. Hmm. Just kind of staring like... Rayanne, have you tried to read uh, Zulier's book? I haven't yet. I haven't got a chance. Well, I've got a chance. If you do decide to keep it, I would exercise caution as powerful wizards will often ward or protect their, their equipment in ways that we don't know. So just, if you don't want to hand it over to me, then be careful. All right. 
And as you're looking at it, Bran, you look at the small details, and it just seems to be almost steaming with power. But you don't know if that's, like, just your head or eyes playing tricks on you, or if you're literally seeing just power just emanating from this. Bran tries to open it and... Oh, it is locked shut. Oh. Okay, she's trying to open it, but she's like, ugh. Dang it, it's locked! Yeah, there's a clear, like, band around, uh, where you would usually open it, and, uh, like, a lock. Several locks. Oh, yeah. That's kind of like the... Kind of like how, uh... Filmer. That was his name. His book was, was locked similarly. Yes, tell us more about, uh... How that went with this book. Well, I don't he got his... Uh... Shoot. He got his book back. And then he left. And, uh... I have no idea from there. How did a head leave? I'm kind of curious, too. Did he sprout legs? Uh... Actually, I need a reminder. <laughs> it's been a while. Uh, he basically just opened up a portal and rolled into it with his uh, book. It, yeah. It was really unflattering. It looked kind of goofy. He, he just he just rolled away with his book into a portal. And uh, I didn't hear or see anything from then on out. Ah. Speaking of locks, too, Rand pulls that key from her chest and whatnot. This is what I got for spicing the water. Is that a key from the Tangler dude? Uh, I mean, Tangle. More or less, yes. Why do I trust you with that book even less now? I No, you know what? I trust you with that book even less now. To be honest, he told me to give it to Tuker. But... I trust him with it much more. You know, why don't you at least hand me that book? And Tuker reaches out to take the book from you. Fine, but I want it back. No. <laughs> yeah, okay, I'm keeping that book in my pocket then. Thank you very much. <laughs> He would have said, okay, you can argue it or whatever, or we can debate on it, but he would have said no, like, right as he took it. <laughs> slide a hand, but man. Slide a hand. Let's see I'll how... slide it. Yeah. Who's who's the slide master here? Oh, that wasn't the best. You want to roll against that, Ryan? Yeah, what would that be? Slide a hand. Yeah, just another what? slide of hand. Oh! Uh, when I said no, you just swipe it back. Yeah. <laughs> I think we might have to burn you with the book. Yeah. And Tiaku like, just just throws his hands up and just walks away like, oh my god. Ash is gonna look Ryan right in the eye and be like, 
I know we haven't known each other long and you don't have a particular reason to trust me, but I hope you know that I'm serious when I say that I think this is a very bad idea. Hmm. Well, um, I'm not sure if it goes to the book. Hmm. By not the way, I, do... I, I, I had a question. Were you holding both the key and the book in your hand at the same time? Yes. Yep. Okay, um, so Ryan, each time your the key got near a walk, it started vibrating. Uh. Not like visibly, but you could feel it. Well, hmm. I think it's best because it's, believe it or not, this thing's actually vibrating. The closer I put the key to the lock, it's kind of frightening me. Oh, well, this sounds like it's straight out of uh, uh, a horror story. It should frighten you. Hmm. I'll keep them in separate pockets, okay? Right now's not the time to bring them out. Ash just kind of shakes his head and walks uh, kind of to the edge of the of the camp and says, I'll take first watch. I got some stuff to think about. Oh, and Tirker, you're going to hate this. But Tangle told me to tell you hi. Tirker's just like... He he threw his hands up. He started kind of walking slowly away. Now his hands are like in his pockets and he's just walking out into the shadows past the edge of camp. Just going to mope in the shadows. <laughs> but he heard you. Edgy elf is edgy. Yeah, more like what is he going to do not to get killed? <laughs> Okay, uh, so Ash is going to take first watch. Uh, who's going to be next? Uh, Nork will take a late night shift. Okay. Ryan will be the early bird. And just Tirka just... Tirka will rest when Nork's on watch. <laughs> uh, okay. Because he only needs the four hour meditation. Yep. And is, is worried about Rayan locking him in a magic book. And <laughs> no, no, no offense to Ash, but doesn't know Ash well enough yet to to meditate. Um, while Rayan has a magic book and a lock to it, so he's just just basically keeping one eye on Rayan from the shadows. Like, is she gonna kill us all now? <laughs> what about now? <laughs> what about now? Gosh. That's Tirker's. This is Tirker's this is Tirker's life right now. Just like, oh, okay. Oof. She moved her hands pretty quick, but uh it wasn't the book this time. Alright. It's just uh it's just moving her hands. So 
throughout the night, it's actually, you know, pretty peaceful, except for, like, you know, some of the animals that move out and about at night. You know, you, all of you probably hear at least one owl. Uh, you hear some rustling of some critters and bushes, but, like, nothing straight out, like, attacks you or tries to maul you or magic you to death. Um, this is probably... Well, it probably seems like the first night in a long night that, you know, you didn't have something instantly try to kill you. Now, that was a few hours ago. And, uh, morning comes. It's a little bit colder. You can see clouds rolling in. Um, all of you definitely can see your breath. Ash is probably literally steaming. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, it's, it's a nice morning. Um, and it seems like the fires in the three towns, uh, away have died down. It seems like the fires in Bramby Clearing have died down. Like, it seems a bit calmer than usual. Or, than it was. So, um, pack up your things and start going. Yep. Yeah. Anyway, quick question. Actually, oh, oh, go ahead. Go ahead. Um, so, if I have five hit dice and I get half back, do I put it in two or three? Two. Two? Okay, so I'm up to four. Yeah, it's always round down in 5e. Yep, always round down. All right, well. Road and uh, let's give these kobolds something to think and, about. And uh, Nark's going to just restoke the fire a little bit right as they're packing up and uh, throw a little gruel in a dish and sort of cook it up warm and serve some to everyone. Here, here, take it. Eat. I think Rayan might still have some of those rations too. <laughs> okay, well, just take it. I, 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 Rayan gets both the gruel and some of the rations and she's just chowing down. And as you search your pockets, you do find a nice bottle of bourbon. That wasn't there. Huh? You find this bourbon. Oh. Oh, he... Nork. Oh, Nork does? No, Ray Rayanne totally found oh, bourbon in her pockets. Wait... <laughs> What's up? Uh, I found this in my pocket. It wasn't there earlier. Um, throw it out. Why is that? Let me just rephrase this for you. You didn't have a bottle of alcohol on you. And when you woke up, you did. Where did it come from? Who put it there? What's in it? Throw it out. There you have a point. And you, do you like literally throw it out or do you just like put it on the ground and leave it there? Throw it out. <laughs> 
cap off and dump it and everything? Oh no, just toss it. Just toss it. Yep. So we have that whole thing where Rand throws it in a random direction and you hear glass breaking and a cat yell because you gotta. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> and uh yeah, you clean up the I actually Nork's probably moving a little bit slower than you want to go because Nork's like, hey, gotta have food. <laughs> Rayanne is just scarving down her milks, no restraint whatsoever. Yep, and even if even if Ash is uh, getting up and walking away, he's gonna be like following him and you know eat it while you walk. <laughs> Rayanne's gonna well, say, an empty stomach. Speaking <laughs> of which, uh, it's looking like a pretty heavy battle ahead. Are you all ready for this? Yeah, as ready as I'll be. I need to actually um, fix the current hit points though too if we had a full night rest what is that again i can't remember uh should be your max health points on your sheet yes i'm like 46 out of 46 yeah why do you have more hey. hp than i do yeah you have more than i do Ray <laughs> is an hp sponge uh she uh so instead of doing the stat boost she took uh one of the feats and that was the um one that gives you like more HP per level. Oh, nice. Yeah, that's Feats a good. Yeah, that's a good one, especially if you don't want to be like squishy uh, magic user. Yeah. Thank you for listening to Tales of Swordfall. consider listening to these podcasts. Welcome to a special episode of Where the Wild Things Roll. My name is John and I will be your host and DM for this 5th edition actual play Dungeons and Dragons podcast set in the world of Ravarna. This podcast might be a tad different from others you've listened to. The two players will be my 12-year-old son Kinnick and my 10-year-old daughter Kaylee as they learn to play D&D through their very first campaign. We will pick up with our adventurers as they finish their time at Paduk's Adventurers Guild as they take their practical exams in dungeoneering, magical beasts, weapons and armor, puzzle solving, diplomacy, history of the world, and magical cause and effect before they are set out into the world. Can our two adventurers pass their classes and become full-fledged members of the Adventurers Guild? You'll have to tune in and find out next time on Where the Wild Things Roll.
please like, share, comment, and subscribe.